What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. So happy to have you here. We're always happy to be here. We have a fun one for you, as always. Tim and I start with our normal chop up. Uh, we had a good Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, seeing friends and, and family, all that good stuff. I talk about something growing in Virginia. That's the cannabis convention that I'm part of. Uh, that's coming up in December. Business for that has been uh, ramping up. And then we get into career tips. I talk about a sales tactic from a former guest, Tim Roberts. And then I go through breaking down some meals in terms of percentage of macros if you're going to go snowboarding uh, or if you're going to be sparring. If you're a mixed martial artist, you're going into a sparring session. So I break down nutrition for each of those. And my book talk today is Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. He's also the founder of Onnit. And I talk about pockets of peace. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I talk about how you can elevate your online presence in case employers, clients, professionals, other people are ever looking you up online. I give you three actionable tips that you can use to really boost that online presence, make yourself more professional, uh, and just get more opportunities by just having an awesome online presence. Uh, then book talk. Um, Tony Hawk had a chapter feature in Tim Ferriss' book, Tribe of Mentors, that um, he said something in there that really stuck out to me when you're trying to like learn and be good at your craft um, that I want to share. So I think you guys will like that section of the episode. I think we had a lot of good dialogue here talking about our business, each of our businesses and how we can help others. And that turned into some lessons that, that we can teach. So yeah, I think you guys are going to love this without further ado. Enjoy this episode, episode 192. <laughs> You and I were just reflecting on how many places, how many locations have we set up our microphones and recorded our podcast? Dude, yeah, you hit me with that out of nowhere. I, and I've been doing some <laughs> And you thinking. said, save it for the mics. Yeah, I was doing some thinking. Well, I had to get some thoughts together. And because this is episode 192. Mm-hmm. And I try to not compare ourselves to Joe Rogan, although I think we're going to be just as good. But... He's at how many thousand? Like 18 something? Yeah. And he's had some good ones recently. But we've been to a lot of places. Mm -hmm. From people's homes to gyms to other studios. Baseball fields. Baseball. That one did come to mind when you asked me. Yeah. At South Bend Cubs Stadium. Yeah. That was a cool, cool setup. Yeah, definitely. And we weren't doing video back then. Which is a kick in the pants. I know. That would have been a perfect backdrop. But yeah, no, it's it's been good. Enjoying the process. And then yeah, mm-hmm. obviously we've you and I have moved to different places too. Since yep. we've been when I mean, we started this in twenty eighteen. So I've lived in multiple places since then. So our private residences, we've been to like other people's private residences. So it's always good when we can develop a rapport with a guest. They'll and, and lucky enough that they'll invite us into their own home and we can have the conversation there. Yeah, um, your home. We've done your home too. Yeah, um, my house. At your hometown house. Yeah, my parents' house. But yeah, it's been it's been a good ride. I will say, I really did enjoy the very first studio. I did too. Downtown. Downtown Speakeasy. Uh, yeah, right, right off of Meridian Street, above that Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not, but the, I don't the, think the Hard so. Rock Cafe. But it's yeah, the second floor of that building. I always find like when I go to any like 
village, city, whatever, mm-hmm. where that has like regular like shops and stuff. I'm always interested at what's above there in those buildings on the second and third floors. Like, oh, is that yeah. is that some like famous author's office or something? Like, right. I'm always wondering like who, who does someone work out of there? And even though I have a nice sick home setup, I think it would be cool to like eventually at some point like have like a another office that I can just go to. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad has a home and physical office too. Smart. Yeah. yeah he's got both. Uh, but yeah, that, that studio was just loaded up. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? Another spot came to mind. Oh, Mondo's house. Yeah. His we're studio. saw Indiana. His Nine studio. One Monty. Yeah. Nine One Monty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time there. Yeah. Cause it's fun being in someone else's studio. Yeah. Cause he raps. Yeah. Go check out his episode. Um, yeah. Tanner, when we went to yeah, when we went to Martin Supermarkets, we did top the supermarket. Floor. Yeah, we Tanner Blas in the supermarket. Yep, we did it in elementary school. Ben Barkey. Yep, yep. And then we did Bob Vito's house. Yep. his basement. Yep, that was a decent little room. Yeah, um, we did what five or six podcasts that weekend. Yeah, we need to do one. We haven't done this yet. We need to do one of us just like driving in the car. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to. I don't know if we'd be able to do like the mics and stuff. But well, we need to get those. Having out. a podcast where you can hear the the, the tires on the road. <laughs> that I think that just I don't know. That adds people like, all this ambient noise. No, I feel like that that, now, that, like, adds, that adds authenticity. Like people will feel like they're yeah. in the car with us if you have that noise. <laughs> I'm totally in. Uh, we have so yesterday I forget where I was driving to, but in my mind I was making up a list of equipment that. Okay, we can actually justify spending good money on. Yeah. One of those things <clears throat> where we don't have to spend a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Lav mics, like from shirt. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would do a podcast okay. while we're driving. Yeah, I like that. But the other part of that, I don't know if we'd want to hook the GoPro up to the dash, but I think having at least a stand or something for a phone uh-huh. for video. So we could use a phone, the GoPro, or... The camera that I've looked at too. Yeah. Which that's a pretty penny, but again, will last. But we'd buy a nice case for it, like treat that up to the nines. But we need some really top notch mm-hmm. visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we've said we could each use for our own business stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we could totally do, do an episode on the road. We would just uh, do it with those laugh mics. And we'd, For be, sure. we'd be fine. For sure. But, yeah, so I need to put the list on paper and price it out. Mm-hmm. But I think lav mics would be the most important because we can still use phones. We still do have a semi-working GoPro-ish. Um, so we have It gets a, the job done. Yeah, we have enough it, it visual gives, aids. It gives, yeah, it gives us our YouTube videos. Check out our YouTube, by the way. Hell yeah, check out the YouTube off the dome radio. Um, but, like, we can... Make things a little cleaner and crisper right. on editing software. Not that like we're doing all these edits, but just to brighten up the picture a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but we'll be good. We'll have everything we need. We still <laughs> still don't have a case for our actual equipment. It's fine. Using we're my, getting there. My Eddie Bauer uh, big travel bag. Yeah. Shout hey, out Eddie Bauer. We're enjoying the process. It is what it is. You know, we're balling on a budget. Yeah. I'm just... For me, like, we're the the main goal that we're accomplishing is we're we're creating content for mm. and solving a problem for someone. Right. 
well, if it's just one person. So yeah. we, we have we have the mics. We have the, we were able to get the audio and the video, and we can just put it out there. Thankful to be able to do this, dude. Sure. It's just it's just a good ass time too. Yeah, beef. Yeah, it's an ass time. It's a good yeah. time. No, I I care about every single one of you that's listening to this podcast right now. But how I see this is this is a way for us to cut this up into like ten more pieces of content mm-hmm. for our own for our own businesses and um, putting to our socials where we give it for free, um, right? And then go from there. So yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's just a it's fun to see where it takes us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're also on Patreon right now, so look us up on Patreon. Got some cool stuff there, like five bucks a month. Ain't no thing, chicken wing. Uh, a lot of good content. Tim has some great LinkedIn guides, uh, some instructions, some how-tos, how to really touch up your LinkedIn, so check those out. And then I have a few um, exercise programming things up there. Again, uh, we're continuously uploading things to there, but we're catching up on all the content there. But we are on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um Cool. All right, life of Tim. How's it been hanging? Yeah, man, it's, Left it's been or to good. The right. It's been good. Yeah, life life updates. I was uh, I was in Louisville a couple weeks ago, and then I went to Michigan mm-hmm. the week after that. Yeah, you've been doing some traveling. Yeah, yeah. So went down. Speaking of tires on the road. Yeah, for sure, and that was fun. Especially Michigan. I liked Michigan. <clears throat> uh, it's always so peaceful, remote up there. I feel like I can really just like. Kind of just relax a little bit, and mm-hmm. I've told you, I've told a lot of people, like I eventually want to have like another place up there that I can go to, uh, just because it's. I love the golf up there. Yeah. I love the fact that it's, yeah, it just feels so different, and I feel like you you find, uh, I wouldn't say inner peace, but like stress free. It's always stress free when I go. Yeah, up it's there. a little so, sanctuary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was fun. How was the course up there? Tough, tough course. Good, yeah, no, it was good. So we played uh, the Grand Traverse Resort up in uh, Traverse City, nice. Michigan. Sounds nice. Fifty-four holes, so three eighteen-hole courses. One of them called the Bear was designed by Jack Nicklaus, and then another one called the Wolverine was designed by Gary Player. And the Bear is actually top twenty. It's number twenty-two in the state of Michigan on Damn. Golf Digest Top One Hundred. Okay. So. Good quality courses. Yeah. Um, we posted about it, but I had my longest drive I've ever hit in my entire life. Let's go! 335 yards on the par 4 10th at the Wolverine course. She. It was downhill. It was downwind, but that doesn't matter. Hey. All that matters is the distance it you went. You still got to connect and hit her straight, baby. Yeah. And that was because of you. So, yeah, th- thank you. Well, oh, no, both no, of, it was because no. of both of us. You helped me. And obviously, like, w- that, when you learn any any knowledge, you it's on you to put it into play and mm-hmm. apply it. So, yeah, thank you, you for the breathing exercises. Thank you for the extra, the regular gym exercise mm-hmm. that I've been doing to increase that distance. So, yeah. Yeah. Yo, we out here extending drives. He changed nothing about my swing. I don't touch But what swing. he did is he helped me with my breathing and exercises. So, thank you. Optimal Fitness RX. Yeah, it's loading. There he is. Loading torque, man. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And breathing. Oh, for sure. Happy to help. And I just gave him some new ones uh, as of today. So give those a couple weeks. Yep. Increase weight progressively. For sure. And let's see where you're at in like another two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, for sure. I do need to go to the range soon. So okay. we should plan some days. That'd be some good content. Yeah. So if we get mic'd up, it's kind of like we're just mic'd up at Damn, I kind of want to do that like ASAP. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll, we'll schedule off offline. Yeah, for we'll sure. connect offline. We'll circle. The, we'll connect the dots. We'll circle back. We'll circle. Easy, Jen. We'll follow up. Hey, 
Which, how many circle backs did we get? All right, moving forward. Hey, just throw some time on my calendar. <laughs> Why don't you? All right. Yeah, and then uh, business updates. I, I'm just revamping the service pages on my website. Uh, so shout out John Swanson for building my website a couple years ago. Visit him if you want a cost-efficient, low-cost, professional, beautiful website update for your business. It does look really crisp. Yeah. But as I form my business plan... So fresh and so clean. Yeah. I've been forming my business plan going through that, and it's made me be more strategic about the services I offer mm-hmm. and the customer personas, the different types of situations I'm helping mm. solve. So I've outlined those, and that's helped me kind of revamp the services I provide because I'm in the process of giving them, but I'm and I've also completed like the function of the service. So now how do I market that on my website? So that's what I'm okay. doing is like developing the content for the website, building those. They're not live. Those pages aren't live yet. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in sandbox mode, but I'll work on those for a couple more weeks and those will be live. And obviously I talked on a previous podcast. I've been uploading like free stuff that people can use on there. Sure. A lot of the, the videos I post on TikTok, Instagram, everywhere, those free like quick tips, under minute videos, mm-hmm. those are on there as well. Uh, but I'm also in the process of just optimizing the entire website for voice search. So like over the next 10 years, like as more and more people have Alexa, they're like, Hey, I need a resume writer. Like, how can I like position myself to like, okay. Um, there's different, that's a whole other can of worms, but like with SEO and like making the content on your website, look more conversational so that when someone is in voice search, searching that and like a regular voice command, um, that's on there. And I sent you an email this morning. We'll talk offline, but there's okay. like different resources that you can use to like, Hey, what are people searching for the most on Google right now? Mm-hmm. What are people searching for the most in this topic? And I can, and there's things you can do to like kind of oh, reverse beautiful. engineer that. So we'll talk off. I don't want to give away all these secrets. There could be other, no, there yeah. could be other career coaches and resume writers listening to this right now. Yeah. I don't want to give away, competitive enough, give away enough free shit. Uh, um, yeah, but, but so, you do you have to you have to do something special to enable you to be found via voice search? I'm in the process of learning that right now because I'm 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 not there yet, but okay. I'm in the process of just creating the content for that. But obviously, like as things evolve over the next ten years, we're kind of in the beginning. This is kind of yeah. Since it's not really here yet, <clears throat> but like obviously, people are using Alexa all this stuff right now all the time. Like that's pretty ingrained. But I think it'll be more important than ever over yeah. the next five, 10 years to make sure that your your business and your brand is like positioned that way. Cause mm-hmm. like, yeah, you never know like how long social media will be around. That'll be around for a long time. That's but true. You yeah. obviously want to like, obviously like voice is where the next thing is heading yeah. over the next 10 years. So interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to look into that. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a great learning. way to go about it. But yeah. So yeah, that, and then, Damn. um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start putting more content on LinkedIn as well. Okay. I feel um, like you already do put a good amount on LinkedIn. No? Well, I could I could put out more. Like, obviously, the videos that I've been putting out, I want to kind of start putting those on LinkedIn. But Yeah, why not? Um, They're great videos, well edited. Yeah. So, trying to <clears throat> find the right mix because I, I think LinkedIn is such a crucial platform. So, yeah, revamping the content there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, what um, about you? Or what were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, yeah, LinkedIn... Uh, Ever since you got me super into LinkedIn, I've been pretty regular on yeah. there. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of just, hey, business loan this, you want a franchise, like a lot of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, LinkedIn's got some powerful moves to it. Because um, I've been regular and my search appearances are going up or like mm-hmm. views are going up and all that. Good. So 
Uh, I, I mixed in, had another blog recently because I was like, oh, I haven't done a blog. Uh, so doing that. But yeah, trying to figure out uh, ways to kind of have good partnerships, make more passive stuff. So I'm going to create a six-week guide to adding 20 yards to your drive okay. for golfers. Yeah. yeah, so that's my next thing I'll be working on. But still trying to figure out TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like getting you know a couple hundred views and not much action. So it's like, all right, what do I need to do differently? Uh, I made videos tailored more towards athletes in my niche that I want to go mm-hmm. after. Uh, but... Yeah, outside of that, like I said, TikTok has been the heaviest right now. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, because of Jose, that's where I've been spending more time and energy. But I'll just, once I make those, <clears> then I'll post it in my Facebook group. I'll post it on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of blast it everywhere Yeah, and see what happens. No, and it sounds like someone like you, like you've, it's been awesome seeing you like evolve over the last several years with your business. And it's mm-hmm. not like, I feel like now more than ever, you have such a way clearer idea of like who is my target person like who are my target people that i serve the most yeah what problems are they facing and like what solutions can i provide mm-hmm. i feel like you've got that really like clarified right now it sounds like so that's good that you've yeah for the first time in a while because yeah. i was like yeah athletes but and this might just launch us into career tips but um you know really going after high performing high-end athletes yeah particularly in extreme sports x game style sports you know from wakeboarding to snowboarding skiing all of that stuff skateboarding uh to combat sports Mm -hmm. very interested by combat sports uh but just any higher performing athlete like you know i like working with golfers too now Mm -hmm. so just more athletic performance is what i'm after but in those specific areas yeah Exactly. Yeah, because I just I like working with people who are ready to perform, because they'll listen, they'll do what I tell them to do, and then they'll see shit happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, and like that's how you separate yourself from your competition is like mm-hmm. the clearer your idea of who your target customer is, the better you'll be able to create content and solutions for that customer. And that goes along with like clarity of your customer, but also like niche too. Like even the, the narrower you get with your customer. I feel like that's, I mean, it's going to make you that much better in that, that niche. Yeah. Cause yeah. that, that narrows the competitive pool, right? Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. nutrition coaches out there, but how many nutrition coaches for high end performing athletes in this sport are there? So, right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I can't be the top in like the most general info nutrition stuff. Mm-hmm. Like science is science. Everyone can look up most things. Yeah. How am I applying it to a very different niche in a different way? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Now I've made content like, oh, I'll just do this for that sport. Now I'll do it for this other sport and kind of use same theories Mm -hmm. and principles, but with different outcomes and and methods of getting there. Yeah. So. And what's going to last is that that community aspect. Like, mm-hmm. what do people think about when they think about Colin Slager? Like, that, right. like you're going to have that group of people that comes to you. They know what to come to you for, um, and you, you build that community. That's what's going to last yeah. for the next 5, 10, 20 years. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm trying to build a Facebook page around that. Yeah. So, I've created it. I've put content in there, and I've, I've joined some different sporting groups, but it's just i got to be careful how much I just target people and invite them. Right. I got to give some value. I got to get in the in these groups. A little yeah, deeper. you got to have reasoning behind everything you do. You want to provide value first, and obviously, it's a process. Like enjoy every step of it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
it's kind of what I'm doing there. Uh, other than that, the something growing work is is getting ramped up more mm-hmm. so. Um, so those that don't know, something growing is an events company that I'm part owner in. I do all the writing for, so press releases, articles, things like that. And we do uh, cannabis conventions in legal states. So we have our first one this December, 17th and 18th in Hampton, Virginia. Um, So having booths, we have vendors, speakers, uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, But now it's, you know, we need a press release and some type of article or blog every week. And if I make a piece of content on hemp or cannabis, anything like that, then I just send it to him too. So if I make a TikTok video, I'll send it to him. Mm-hmm. Instagram reel, I'll just send it to him. Um, so yeah, that's that's getting busy, but that's fun, and that's yeah. gonna be a cool event. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, so we're planning on going down there doing a bunch of interviews. Um, do a big media day, meet some meet some awesome people there. Yeah. Yeah. Good network. Oh man, people. yeah. Anytime I can meet someone <laughs> new, man. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be a good time. Man. And entrepreneur oh. people who are building, like it's, you can just tell like when you're when you have a conversation with someone who's building something mm-hmm. on their own, like the conversation is just a completely different level. 100%. And I yeah, I can't wait to meet a bunch of people down there. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, doing that still still writing all that good stuff. So staying in those those few lanes, man. Mm-hmm. Good. But it's just sound, one thing's common here. You're creating. That's all that matters. Trying. Keep dude. creating. Trying. Well, I told you uh, the other day, <clears throat> I just had, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And like, I didn't plan that day. It was after, you know, right after Labor Day weekend, which good time. Had a lot of fun. Saw the fam at the lake. But I just, I didn't know. I was like sitting there. What do I need to do right now? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't like find a direction. And finally, I just looked. I was like, do I have anything I can just post? Just mm-hmm. kind of mindlessly post to start doing something. Uh, and then I had, yeah, had some content I hadn't, hadn't posted, wrote a quick caption, kept it pretty short and sweet, blasted it across. I was like, all right, I did something. Mm-hmm. I just had to do something that was even semi-productive uh, just to start working. But I just didn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I have all these things I can do. What do I need to do right now? Mm-hmm. I was like, just what's the easiest, most mindless thing I can do to get some momentum? Yeah. Yep. But man, I got to That's why I got to plan out my days. That shit happens. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, man. And like going back, I hate to keep going back again, but enjoy the process of like creating that stuff too, because like it's not like we we're not creating this content to break some out algorithm or crack some code. Like we're doing mm-hmm. it like we're doing it for our soul, man. We're doing it. We're doing it to like help other people. Which True is, that. I mean that that makes it so easy to do. I feel like yeah, or like want to do it so. Yeah, that's uh, one of our sales mentors, uh, Nick, in in the the, uh, the coaching group I'm in mm-hmm. with like the nutrition people, NCI and BCI. Uh, so I'm in their business mentorship and one of our sales calls, Nick had that same thing. He goes, you need to get very specific about why you're doing it. He goes, mm-hmm. yeah, we're here to help people. And he's like, I wanted to buy my mom this. So he's like, get very specific whys of of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that. I was like, yeah, I like to help people like leave the world better than I found it. But then it was, Oh, I remember this one lake house. I wanted to buy my mom in Pentwater, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like it's very specific things. Oh, I want to buy my dad another boat just because 
mm-hmm. um, like very specific things. You know, I don't want to have to worry about my kid's education or new cleats for soccer, whatever. Yeah. And um, that kind of gave me a little different fire because it's like, oh, yeah, that is exactly why I want to be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And now am I acting on how to do that? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, and that's, you know, some of those you'll hear sales things you've heard and that you haven't heard, which are, which are good, but sometimes it's just hearing something a different way. Yeah. To reignite the juice a little bit, be like, oh, yeah, like, if I'm slacking on something, stop slacking. This is this is why I'm doing this. I got to yeah. perform. Yeah. Or I need to get like a different job. I got to perform here. Yeah. So. And like throughout, from now until the point where those X amount of goals come to you, like remain like true to yourself and like be thankful for all the people that gave you tools along the way mm-hmm. too. Because and like with your content, with your interactions with clients, like you always want to stage like you always want to be yourself like you don't want to try to be something different Mm because at the end of the day like that money is going to come eventually all those goals are they're going to come but like that money it's not going to change you but it's going to make you more of what you already are and what you've been throughout the process of getting there so i think Mm -hmm. that's just that's an important thing to remember is like the people who you help on the way like they're going to always remember how you like treated them and made made them feel so Mm -hmm. If you're your true self, like that's the best way to go about it. Hundred so, percent. The rest will come. Hundred percent, man. Uh, but yeah, fuck, I love business, man. Shit, it sucks sometimes, but damn, it's a good time. And learning it in like a practical setting too. Oh yeah, like we're not in the classroom anymore. <laughs> no, and but what was cool was the real life, real business of like we actually had to create a product. Mm-hmm. You had to do something. Um. But anymore, yeah, I'm yo, like, yeah, th- those are the those are that the was exceptions. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anymore, I'm like, man, if you want a business degree, try to start a business. You'll learn everything that you're gonna learn a or whole, just, whole lot quicker than four years. Yeah, or just find someone who will like teach you what they do, like someone who's like actually doing it in the real world. Like work work for someone for free, or like do mm-hmm. create content for someone for free, or like take a skill that you know how to do well, find someone who's like living a life you want to live and like offer that value to them so that you can give them that value. But then because you're giving them that value, they'll return the favor and give you knowledge and like show you what they're doing. Like, Hey, here's my, here's my stock portfolio. Here's how I pick stocks and trade during the day. Hey, here's my, here's how I run a manufacturing business. Here's how you run different departments. Like I think just that knowledge is, it's valuable in itself. So you yeah. always have something to offer too. Yeah. You, you're not like, you really got to dig deep and be like, hey, what am I really good at? There's thousands, millions of people out there that are like living a life you want to live that doesn't have the time to do what you're good at. So reach out to them. Right. And I'm glad you bring that up. That's one thing I've thought of and some days still think of. Like mm-hmm. when I see like an Alex Hormozzi posting about a job that pays, you know, pretty good money. I'm like, shit. I could take that, do some remote coaching still, work for him and learn from someone like that. Mm-hmm. Do I need to do that? Do I need to stay on on what I'm doing right now? And it's like, I wish years ago I would have really known like kind of where I wanted to be mm-hmm. and reached out to someone like you're saying and say, hey, you know, if I paid my own way, could I follow you around for like six months and like have you mentor me, show me what you're doing and 
you know, maybe I'll write weekly articles for you, like kind of document everything we're doing. I'll do that as, you know, kind of my value add to you. Mm -hmm. But can I follow you just every day for six months and learn? Mm -hmm. And I think that'd be one of the greatest educations of all time. Definitely. Invaluable. So you bring that up just, I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that. And Mm -hmm. I still could. It's just you give something up if you want to take something. Exactly. You, so, you, you have limited time. Mm-hmm. And I understand how this is, you may be working a 40-hour job right now listening to this. Be like, hey, that's that's hard. I can't just do that. But right. hey, what's two hours a week of you, like, it's better than nothing. Like, you can negotiate, like, create the relationship first. And you can work out a schedule where you can dig out two to four hours out of your week to, yeah. to do this. That's 20 hours a month, 20 hours of work that you put in to be better at something Mm -hmm. think how much better you are at that thing compared to like zero hours of doing that yeah so and a lot of people can work remote now too for almost as long as they want so if you need to travel somewhere work remote be like hey if i pay my way if i fly myself out can i follow you in the afternoons from this time to this time whatever you're doing yeah even if you're like scrolling on your phone just to learn yeah you know can i do that and they probably respect the hell out of that too Mm -hmm. like oh you're gonna do your remote job all day and then come and just watch. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I know I know people who are working for Fortune 500 companies, remote jobs, but they're also musical artists on the side. Yeah. You can, you can do it. Yeah, it's just... You can do it. It's all about time management. It's mm-hmm. tough. It takes discipline. Imagine that. It takes. It's hard to, yeah. to manage time. You got to manage your time. You got to you got to dig out the time. But and do you really want to do it too? Yeah. But like going back to the why. Like, do you like why are you doing this? So yeah, yeah. Bet. Bet. Betlin. All right, Tim. Uh, let's get into some career tips. What yeah, you got for, for sure. Us? You want me to start? Yeah, I want you to start. Let's kick this bad okay. boy off. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So I want to just talk about like your online presence, like your digital online presence. Cause we live in a digital world, potential employers, clients, other professionals who would possibly engage with you. They're going to look you up online in some way or another. And what, if you don't, if you do or don't, don't like social media, or if you don't like putting yourself out there, creating content, whatever, that doesn't matter. There are people who are looking you up online though, whether it's someone who's, like I said, employer, client, whatever. And there's kind of three things you can do to, if whether you're actively or passively looking for a job, make sure your online presence is strong. And the first thing is create a, an online LinkedIn profile, or if you already have one, polish the one you currently have. Um, Cause I think, yeah, whether you're passively or actively looking for a job, like, and you're marketing yourself, you're marketing your company, whatever, if you're marketing anything, it's all about attention. And I feel like LinkedIn is the one like professional platform. If you're looking to like network or become a better professional, there's over 800 million people that are using that. So you should have some type of presence on there that uh, that communicates like an up-to-date snapshot of your life. Mm. Like make sure your work history is up-to-date. Uh, make sure your skills are relevant and geared towards the types of jobs you want to go for. Uh, make sure like any like projects, awards, organizations, volunteering, anything extra you do outside of like your regular job, make sure that's on there. Because um, there will be people that look, look for you on there. And if you type in Colin Slager, if you type in Tim Allersmeyer, if you type in your name into Google, there's like a, some there's like awesome a, shit. The, if you type your name into Google, there's a good chance that your LinkedIn profile is in the top five search results. If you have really? one, yeah, look, yeah, I, I, I was talking with a client like earlier this week, and I was like, hey, let's just let, let's look at let's type your name. I typed their name. I was like, your your LinkedIn profile is the fourth listing on Google. 
So when people like look you up, like I think your LinkedIn profile should really be updated. Damn. Or if, or like or yeah, it doesn't need to be like. Obviously, I work with people to create the most beautiful LinkedIn profiles ever, but it just needs to be updated, right? Mm-hmm. Like work history, skills, yep. like stuff that you've been working on. So, if something looks dated on a LinkedIn profile, do you think that would deter a potential employer from wanting to reach out? Is it, it could. enough to deter? You think? Yeah, I think it could, because like the thing is, like you you don't want to like leave them assuming things. Like you want to be upfront. Like you want to be. You want to communicate your, your value up front. You want to entice them to reach out to you to bring you on board because your your presence is so good, but you don't want to like deter them from reaching out at all because they're not sure. Yeah. Like why why does he not have a job in here since 2016? But uh, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Second thing is like scrub your social media too. Um, what I mean by scrub your social media is like make sure there's no like photos out there that are you like breaking the law or like unprofessional or stuff like that. Um Cause yeah, believe it or not, like your your Instagram, your Twitter, whatever you have, that's also in the Google search results. That's kind of how I, if you were to go about this, I would just search your name into Google and see like what comes up. Hmm. If you're gonna like do like any type of scrub, so yeah, remove any inappropriate photos to make you look like unprofessional, irresponsible, and then um, this is this last one is more for people who are like are kind of are kind of looking for a job or they're actively looking for a job, but or they want to just have a plan B is upload your resume to like online job boards, like like LinkedIn, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, mm-hmm. Indeed. When you upload these documents, no one will know that you uploaded them. So like your, your current employer won't know that you like did this. This is like completely private. You can yeah. upload them and then um, that way, like if you ever see a job, you can like one click apply and save your time later. So those three things. Well, and also I feel like having a resume on job sites like that, like, they were at one point looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always mean they're always looking if it's just still up there. Yeah. But yeah, I see how it's nice. There's no notification like, hey, right. so-and-so uploaded a resume. Yeah, no, that's a, that's Sold a big... Sold me out, man. Dude, you wouldn't believe the amount of people I talk to. That's a main concern of theirs. So like, hey, mm-hmm. this stuff that I'm doing with my LinkedIn, like, will my current employer know? Because most people, they're, they have a job that they're satisfied with. Yep. They just need a resume or LinkedIn update in case something happens. So they don't really want to leave. They don't want to jeopardize anything. So that's, yeah. that's why LinkedIn, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, all these websites, like they have systems in place to protect your confidentiality when doing this. And uh, obviously like on the other end of it, there's people at these companies who hire for these jobs. Mm-hmm. They're like super users that have like access to their ZipRecruiter account that will see your resume. But that's like on the that's who you want to see your resume. Got it. So okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they can kinda of like broker you to Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So those three things. Give us those three one more time. Yeah. So create a LinkedIn profile or polish your current one, because that's where everybody's hanging out at. Scrub your social media for any inappropriate photos, unprofessional, you breaking the law, take those down. <laughs> um, and then the third thing is uh, upload your resume to job boards like LinkedIn, Indeed, Glassdoor, different stuff like that. So Nice. You know anyone who does LinkedIn pages, Tim? Uh, yeah, I do. But go to my... Oh, do you? Go to my website though and go, and go to free, like my resource library, hella... LinkedIn videos, yeah, free LinkedIn that. videos on there that you can, you can free actual tips. But yeah, if you want your resume or LinkedIn updated, I can uh, do that for you. Oh yeah. We yeah. TikTok's on fire too. Oh, I'm loving it. TikTok it's is, fun. they're, they're 
just good videos, man. Yeah. I'm getting my feet wet right now. Yeah. They're, they're, all my videos are like kind of the same format, but stay tuned. We're, we're going to be switching some, we're going to be doing different types of videos here Love soon. Love it. So. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Good tips, man. Thank good you. tips. Yeah. What about you, yeah. sir? Uh yeah, so one, um I've been having like, you know, good amount of consultations lately for nutrition and training, which is good. But in each one I've tried to remember when we talked to Tim Roberts, who he does uh Sandler trading uh trust point and he does like big time uh companies, CEOs and will kind of teach them how to resell or rebrand. Okay. Um, but he's it's sales solutions is really what it is. So whatever reason they're not selling for, he's there to try to fix it, mm-hmm. get down to the root problem. So this man was a master. You can just talk to him and you could tell he, he could sell me my own bottle of water to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I remember was he said, never be desperate for the business. Mm-hmm. He goes, even if you are, even if you need that to pay your rent, he goes, never come off desperate. Mm-hmm. He's like, people will sniff that out. And the more you act like you're just going to go to the next one that day, whether they say yes or no, the more they're going to kind of lean into it mm-hmm. to where if they smell that you're just desperate for business, doesn't look good on anyone. No. And so it's not that I don't care about the business or not, but I have to have a very nonchalant, oh, hey, I'm going to go also talk to this person or this coach, this dietitian. All right, mm-hmm. go ahead. And so, you know, it's, yeah, I hope to get the business, but it's playing it just very cool and like, hey, I'm not desperate for your business because people know. And then that's a big turnoff and you're not likely going to get business out of sympathy, mm-hmm. especially when, if you're charging high dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. So... I've been trying to use small things that we've picked up. That was a fun place to uh, record a podcast, too. We were at his office. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about fun spots to record earlier. And that was cool. People walking by, like, yeah, like, that's what's awesome. going on in there? And yeah, we were all mic'd up. And yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, I, going back to what you said, though, about uh, looking out for the best interest of your client, too, mm-hmm. or not the client, the prospect, like being desperate for business. I want to go back to that. Yeah. Is like you just like as long as the client knows that you want them to have the best solution possible for their needs, that's all that matters. Because like there's times where like I'll be on like a, a prospect, a thirty minute prospect consultation, and mm-hmm. at the end of the call, I appreciate when people do this. They'll be like, "Hey, just to be upfront, I'm actually interviewing multiple resume writers. I, I want to ha- have good choices." And here's what I say to every person who's who's looking elsewhere. I said, "Hey." That's always like a great thing to do. It's you need to do your due diligence and talk to multiple people and get different different perspectives. Right. And I said, I, I appreciate your time. At the end of the day, regardless if you go with me or someone else, I just want you to have the best solution for your needs. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. So uh, best luck. And, and then I say, let me know if I can provide anything else. That's yeah. all they want. To, and most of the time I end up getting the business, even if yeah. they go talk to someone else. Yeah. Because they want, they want, the, I just want the, what's best for them. And that's a great desperate. way to close it out too. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's no, it is no pressure. Like it's, mm-hmm. I'm not most like, I, I think the wrong thing to do is to try to sell more. Cause like the conversation is over. You've done, yeah. you've done your work now. Let, let them, let them go. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, it's, it's their life too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's their career. They're kind of putting in your hands a little bit. It's their health. They're, kind of putting in my hands a little bit like it's 
it's their life that they're trusting you to take a, a very important piece of. Yeah. And they're kind of giving us that control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 100%. Like, I I was not offended or upset. She was like, hey, I'm going to talk to a dietitian. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, do that. Yeah. Like, it might be a better fit for you mm-hmm. than, than what I do. Yeah. Like, I have a different approach. I'm not everyone's coach. Right. From training to that. So, yeah, but I'll need to make it a better point to close it out how you close it out. Because yeah. I really like that. And people yeah. really appreciate hearing that because for them to say that, one, I think, you know, just takes a little balls. Mm-hmm. Like telling someone, hey, I'm also interviewing other people. Not that they're trying to put like the heat on you or anything. Yeah. It's just full transparency. Yeah. So they're not trying to lead anyone on. Like, but when they hear how much you appreciate that, like you said, it's no pressure. They're probably, oh man, he took that so well. Like, yeah. what a cool dude. Like Tim yeah. was super chill. And then they come back to you. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all because of that, but that definitely, that's the last thing they remember. Yeah, exactly. Is, is how you responded and not reacted to something they thought. Dude, exactly. People might react poorly to. Yeah, exactly. And so Jeffrey Gittimer said this in the sales Bible, and I've, I've learned this in working uniform sales, this people hate being sold. They don't mm. want to be sold, but they do love to buy. They want to buy when, when uh, they realize the need and they realize that someone can solve that need. Yeah. So, and if they know they are getting a true solution to their problem. Yeah, exactly. Like then. Yeah. Yep. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Jeffrey, get, I, I, I didn't, Jeffrey get said that word for word in his, his book. People don't hate to be sold, but they love to buy. I haven't read that book. I should. Yeah. yeah. I just bought, um, kind of goes along with like, people don't need your service until they need it. Like type yep. of thing. Yeah. Yep. I just bought Alex Hormozzi's like $100 million deals book. I haven't started it yet, but uh, if I like it, I'll, I'll hand it off to you. Mm-hmm. It's it's thinner book. Um, you know, should be a pretty quick read, but I think it'll have some good info in it because um, that man can sell. Uh, but yeah, exactly. In uh, other uh, kind of tip, I wanted to go through a quick nutrition breakdown of sports like snowboarding or skateboarding, sparring. I talked about those kind of being my niche, uh, niches that I'm going after is extreme sports, combat sports, and just high-performing athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done one for golf. So I uh, wanted to kind of change sports a little bit here. So say someone's snowboarding, you know, let's let's take like an X Games event. Uh, they're doing like a downhill uh, skills or something like that. How I would break down their meal a couple hours beforehand is, you know, I'm not going to go through exact meat or vegetables. Some people can't eat certain things. So I'll just go through macros. Calorie amount throughout that day is going to change based on the athlete. But that meal a couple hours beforehand, I would have them probably go 40% protein, at least maybe 45, and then 35% carbs maybe 40 depending how you know what the event is so it brings us to 80 and like maybe 20 percent fat mm-hmm. i'd actually probably break down the fat to like 15 percent is mm-hmm. what i would do because those are more explosive they're faster events you're not going for you know you might perform later that day but in terms of the actual event itself it's not marathon long mm-hmm. uh, so i wouldn't go above you know, probably 15 percent fat honestly so yeah i'd go Let's see, do that math. 45% protein, 40% carb, 15% fat. Okay. Yeah, that math adds up. 
Hey, man, yeah, nailed it. I trust you. Yeah, uh, that's how I would do it. And you know, you can always play with that depending on how the athlete feels. Um, but at that point, you would have dialed that in. Mm-hmm. So as we're working up to that big day event, we're kind of messing with what's what's our breakdowns here that you really feel and perform the best at. So those mm-hmm. could change, but that's where I would start. Uh, if someone's like, "Hey, I'm going snowboarding for a couple hours," that's how how I would have them eat mm-hmm. a couple hours beforehand. You know, maybe they have a snack on them, but mm-hmm. in terms of actual meal, like I said, that's just a snowboarding example. Um, if we're going to like a sparring, you know, someone in mixed martial arts, if they're going to do a few rounds of jujitsu, then maybe they're, you know, focusing on some other, maybe some boxing, but if they're sparring like that, uh, I'll still have them high carb. Um, I would probably take their fat, depending how long they're going, I might take their fat to 20%. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would go 45% protein, 40%, um, or no, excuse me, 35% carbs, and then 20% fat. Mm -hmm. Just because you can get gassed pretty quick um, or you might burn through energy, especially if you're not as an efficient fighter. Mm -hmm. But I would just increase fat a little bit. If they're like, hey, I'm only doing two like five-minute rounds, which they're doing a lot more than that but then i would break bring down the fat Mm -hmm. but i'm just for the sake of of this they're going at least 30 45 60 minutes of sparring yeah i would go 45 percent protein 35 percent carbs and then 20 percent fat okay just to up that fat just a touch but i don't want them too slow either so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't go past that 20 percent if someone needs more i would start with protein and or carb okay as an increase yeah yeah so yeah, that's how I would break down nutrition for a sparring session, like I said, between 30 to 60 minutes. Yeah. yeah. How nice would it be for those athletes to have someone as good at math as you to outline that Dude, plan? Dude, that was a lot of numbers in yeah, my head. To, 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 <laughs> to outline that plan for that's hey, that's why that's why you're good at what you do. You know you know those you know those numbers. That's why someone places their trust in you to, to help them out with that. So Yeah, you know, I always people say, "Oh, thank you for like helping me out like well thanks for trusting me yeah to do this thankful because i like to think i know how to do it yeah so yeah man it's cool i got uh got a text over labor day weekend from one of my clients she does training and nutrition with me and uh she hits me up she goes i just tried on jeans that i i've had forever i haven't tried on in a long time those don't fit uh she just got a dress like wedding dress she needs alterations and even today she sent a text hey they altered it this much i still think it's way too big and like that just kind of jacks me up yeah like results we're, we're not even measurable results we're not even done yet and like she's feeling different looking different she's had more body composition changes but it's just like that seeing that i'm like okay mm-hmm. uh like and I, I congratulate them. I reinforce like, hey, you're crushing it. Stay on the plan. Like mm-hmm. our evil plan is working. Yeah. You know, let's let's not change things except, you know, we'll change nutrition here as, as we go along. But mm-hmm. I was like, just stay consistent with me. Mm-hmm. Like don't lose it now that we're we're seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, that shit just jacks me up, man. Mm-hmm. But I wanna do that with fighters. Like yeah. I wanna help people win things like that. Mm-hmm. Where they have to go head to head against someone else. I, just, mm-hmm. I miss being competitive. Yeah, but 
Oh, yeah. dude, the competitiveness. I know, you you're, I both, you're a competitive guy. I'm one of the most competitive people you'll meet. Yeah. I get mad at a sand volleyball game. Oh, I would game. Too. That has no implications. But I leave it out on the floor. But, but do you get ping pong mad? Oh, dude, you see me on the, you see me out on that pickleball court. I will jet when I play with Alex Pretty. I, I gave it to him. Of course, of course you do. And I'll let him hear it too, and he lets me hear it. Yep. But it Rightfully all, so. it all stays out on the court. Yeah. Never personal. Yeah. Right. It's my, it's yeah, my little policy. Tra- little trash talk is fun. Yeah. It all stays out there. Yeah. <clears throat> you compete in something long enough, you got a jaw. Yeah. You got yeah. a jaw. It's fun. Mm-hmm. That was all right. fun too. Let's get down and nerdy with it, Tim. What you got? Tony Hawk had a Ooh. chapter feature in Tim Ferriss's book, Tribe of Mentors. Okay. Um, and he said something that really stuck out to me. He said, success should not be measured by financial gain, but it should be measured by some, like how much you love what you do. Mm-hmm. And when you love what you do, you will be willing to learn every aspect of your industry. Hmm. And it will, because you're going to learn every aspect of what you love and what, what you do, it's going to make you that much better over your competitors. Um, that's and that that really stuck out to me from Tony Hawk. And my my takeaway is like, how do you learn every aspect? The information is right. all out there. You're competing against other people in your industry for that same information, translating into something that's valuable to someone else. Yeah. So, how do you learn that information? I think obviously good to study competitors, but the most important person is the end user. You need to always be studying what the end user is saying. Facebook mm. groups, LinkedIn groups, comments on, on social media posts, like the people who you serve, what are they saying? And being able to reverse engineer that into a solution that helps them out. So yeah. learning that stuff, um, talking with people who have walked in your shoes, who are who have done what you're doing for a living and mm. been successful at it, um, Asking them questions, learning from their mistakes, more importantly, what they did wrong so that you don't make that same mistake in hindsight. So um, understanding that from them. And then, yeah, I would just say um, that's the best thing to go about it is like really make sure that you're in the trenches, understanding like what your customers, what your prospects are saying. And yeah, Yeah. it's the way to go about it. Yeah. And you've been just learning different aspects quite a Mm -hmm. bit from like doing TikTok adding things to the website. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you're hitting different points of your business. You know, yeah, you're always writing resumes and working on LinkedIn, but like you're really going behind the scenes. Yeah. And doing a lot more different following more different avenues. Yeah. Behind the scenes of the business. Mm-hmm. And that and I've been I knew that I was going to be doing that more. I just needed to find the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like when I was able to get my own space and be able to like have the freedom to create in my own space where I live, that's allowed me to be a lot more productive with that. Yeah. And because like, because I charge more now, because I'm so much better at what I do, the value of my services are higher. I can charge more. Therefore I can work less. And that time that I say that I don't work as much, I have way more time to like create content and do everything I need to do to like study, like what people are saying out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you just, yeah, that's the most important thing. It's like, we're so trained to like study our competitors and you should, you really should study your competitors and what other people are doing. I think that's good, but the priority is the customer because yep. the customer is the customer's most important person. Yeah. That's who's buying. Yeah. So nice. Did you, uh, I love Tony Hawk. Did you ever play yeah. his, uh, games growing up? I didn't no. Uh, actually, no, I didn't own the game, but I do remember playing it at like friends houses. Okay. Yeah. 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 Love those games, man. American yeah. Wasteland was one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. 
I still haven't read that Tribe of Mentors. I need to. And I keep saying that every time you bring it up. I need to. Well, it's one of those books. It's You don't have to read it. I'll, I'll give it to you on your way out. You don't have to read it beginning to end. You can just... All of these high-profile names, Tony Hawk, like... Yeah. You can just go to their chapter and just read their, like, one-page chapter. It's yeah. kind of like a like a Bible, like, devotion book. Like, there's, like, a day for each thing. Okay. You can kind of just go to, like, a single day. Nice. You just go to a single chapter. You don't need to read it in it. But I'll, I'll give... Remind me to give it to you before you leave. I might I'll just it buy you. it. Eventually, I want a, a bunch of books in a library. Yeah. Like, well, you can take it and borrow it and then buy it for your bookshelf and then right. give, <laughs> give it back because I'm going to need it. Give it back. Appreciate it. Look at this. Um, I just lost it. But no, I like that. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Like, yeah, I chase, I chase financial goals, but you need to have the financial goals yeah. to because you need different ways to measure success and measure performance. It's it's more than what, like for your own like goal setting. Well, it's also with accountability. The, like, yeah, that and like what the money can do. Yeah, like, as a resource, exactly. what can it do? Um, so like it can help a lot more people. It can give me more freedom. It can do all these different things. I can expand. Mm-hmm. so long-term game though right but it's it's people are like oh how are you gonna make all this money like doing the things i want to do yeah like you know there's a ton of money out there yeah you can do whatever you want to do tony hawk rode on a board with four wheels mm-hmm. he's tony hawk yeah so yeah not no, trying to d- sure. dismiss skateboarding you just do just love to skateboard and turn it into a whole career yeah and awesome video games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and I think that's why, like, I mean, your competition, I, I feel like that, that's why people diminish. Like, that's that's why people s- stop doing that thing that they were passionate about. It's because they, it, they were doing it for the wrong reason, I feel yep. like. I feel yeah. like the people who come out on top, like, they were always doing it for the right reason all along. Yeah, it's not some, always the case, but I think it's a good way to, like, approach it. Yeah, and some people... They don't find that passion till it's like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old. Some people find it way later. Some people find it at 17. Yeah. And then they're doing NFTs and doing digital artwork and all this stuff at mm-hmm. 17. So it's just, you find it when you find it, but be open to it. Yeah. Like if you're like, all right, I'm, this isn't what I'm going to do for life. All right. What do you want to do for life? Yeah. Start, you know, speaking to the universe, start accepting just conversations and opportunities in that field on the side of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if but, you put enough out there, like you're, you're not going to see results overnight. You can't expect to see results overnight, but mm-hmm. I think eventually like you're just going to increase your chances of someone seeing something and like reaching out to you first. Yeah. Cause yeah. like you've given so much to the world for free already. Like I, I believe there's like a higher power. That's like, that will give that back to you mm-hmm. when when you give without expecting anything in return. Yeah. Something so, will stick. Yeah. Like just keep it consistent. Like Ryan Mickler, he said he's not good enough to not be consistent. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And it's like, yeah, man, like we have to also be consistent. Yeah. And yeah, we're almost at 200 episodes. Yeah. And so that's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, consistent, not only producing and creating content, but consistent at consuming the content of your end user as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we've, how much have we changed things up on how we do the show because of, oh, what would a listener want? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if if we enjoy more videos of podcasts, 
other people would probably enjoy us doing more videos of our podcast. Mm -hmm. And so now we have the YouTube and we do video clips and uh, all this, all this more. I think it's more fun, mm -hmm. like being able to watch it. Like, oh yeah, we got a, we got a new video up. Yeah. Like about career tips or you know, random things like oh. The other week we were talking about just letting things go that mm -hmm. are out of your control. Just fun stuff where it's like, oh, that's value. We're not trying to sell anything. We're just giving out some thoughts and some things we think are valuable just because we love it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But Facts. Yeah, man. It's, it's a pocket of peace. And that takes me right into my book talk, uh, Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. And... The, the pockets of peace I've really hung on to since that book. Mm -hmm. But in the last few months, things have just gotten pretty crazy. Like, life is just crazy. And there's a lot of good crazy, a lot of eh crazy. But I've really had to try harder on finding my pockets of peace, making sure I get good workouts in, good quality workouts. Um, you know, I, I started doing jujitsu, making sure I get to that like twice a week. Uh, just because things are insane, so I gotta stay like leveled off. Mm -hmm. Like I gotta keep my feet on the ground. Um, but the last few months, some days it's harder. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've also missed church for a few weeks. I gotta get back and like I'm I gotta keep my pockets of peace on uh, because things aren't slowing down right now. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully they don't. But you know, business wise, uh, you know I don't want that to slow down. But life is just. A mess. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I was like, all right, keep the pockets of peace. Make sure I get in my workouts every week. Like, find it in the day. Schedule it. Like, put it on the actual calendar. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to do this then. That was a good time for me yesterday. It's a good time for me today. We're keeping it there. We're getting it done. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, the pockets of peace. I, I think you always need those things that keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. Um but like what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now. This is one of those things, 100%. Like, I always feel better, even if I felt good going into a podcast. Mm -hmm. I always feel better coming out of it. Yeah, and just look at this beautiful natural light. Great, too. great natural light. But keep going. Yeah, it's great natty, natty light. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, I, I've, I've lost touch with some of them. You know, I haven't journaled as much as I need to. So it's just trying to get back into those things. But mm -hmm. I have my root pockets where it's like they're non-negotiable mm -hmm. like exercise and, and training all that is non-negotiable mm -hmm. i have to keep doing those things to stay completely sane mm -hmm. but yeah when when he talked about pockets of peace in that book it just you know you knew you had things that were that it's just kind of putting a name to it and like oh wow like yeah that's something i just genuinely enjoy enjoy doing mm -hmm. And can do anytime I want. Mm -hmm. So, I need to shoot a basketball every day. That's my, yeah, there that's you go. My pocket of peace. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. doing right after we get done recording. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, just pockets after pockets after pockets. Pockets after pockets. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just diving deep into the pockets. But yeah, pocket it, inception. <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's one of those times where I'm like, I know if I stop doing one of my foundational things, I'll be in trouble. Like I'll get irritable. I just I won't be as clear. Like, so it just, it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. um, so, like I said, trying to get some others back into my, uh, what was normal routine. 
Uh, but adding one at a time and being consistent at one at a time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good book, thick book. Good, though. yeah. That was a long read, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a pretty good book. Yeah. All right, Tim, anything else for our lovely listeners today? No, I just want to say thank you for investing uh, part of your day into like joining us. It means a lot to us. It's why we do it for you guys. So thank you for joining. Um, I think people are going to get a lot of value from this. I think we covered a lot. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm good on my end. Yep. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps us get some momentum, some more visibility on the app. We really do appreciate that. It takes literally 30 seconds. Uh, so if you could please do that, that'd be awesome. And then you know, tell your friends about us, share our stuff on social media, and then reach out to us. If you have topics you want us to cover or talk about, or you have questions about something that we do talk about, you have a resume or LinkedIn question, you have a health, fitness, or training question, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to be able to add as much value as we can to your everyday life. That's what we are here to try and do. So we thank you. We appreciate you. And until next time, we are out of here. Thank you.